What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Collector's Cave. I'm your host, Lawrence Charles, and today I'll be interviewing our social media editor, Julie Blunt. Julie, go ahead and say hi to everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Julie. Uh, like Lauren said, I'm the social media editor and the author of Diary of a Bookworm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also the first member of the State Hornet to be on this podcast. How does that feel? I feel, it feels great. Yep, making history. So, Julie, could you go ahead and tell us what it is that you collect? So, I collect books. Um, I collect books that are, like, wear, wore down and old. I collect new books. I collect limited edition, signed books, stuff like that. So, all of the above. All right, so does your collection, like, mostly consist of signed books, or is it mainly just books on their own? Or? It's mainly books on their own, but a lot of the, a lot of the time I'll find um, special editions and take them and hold them hostage. Okay, yeah, hold them hostage. Like, you keep them, do you read these books in your collection often, or do they normally just kind of sit on display, like a protective case or something? Most of the time they'll just sit on the display, but I'll get a second copy of, an, like, not signed edition to read that mm-hmm. one, so I d- don't destroy the the signed edition okay yeah i see people do that with a lot of collectible things like maybe like a, i saw a video of a guy who got a collector's edition of negan's bat from walking dead i remember he said he got one for display and then one to just have out and play with now and then so i guess that's a common thing to do among things people collect but what was it that got you into collecting that in the first place well i originally started reading books and was really really into like fiction when i was in middle school and the first book series that i can remember remember is hunger games mm-hmm. um and then i also remember reading uh, the maze runner series as a as a kid and ever since then i had just found an interest in making sure i had the entire series because a lot of the times people don't keep the entire series they just have whatever book you know mm-hmm. um but i always found it fascinating to have a huge bookshelf with all of the series and then as many cool editions as i could find so um that really started when i was mostly in high school kind of when i started realizing that you know books had special editions because mm-hmm. i just thought it was a book and i'd read read the pages and that was it but then i started seeing all these alternative covers and i was like oh this is cool okay so like what kind of attracts you to the special editions like is it the cover designs mainly or do they have is there like a variation of like you know bonus features in books like in movies like they have like kind of deleted scenes in there is that a thing yeah a lot of the times so depending on like what kind of special edition it is because sometimes there's if it's a paperback book that gets republished as a hardcover it'll sometimes change the appearance of the book Mm -hmm. um for instance the a court of thorns and roses series which is a fantasy series um most of the books came out in paper cover or like um paperback and then the author just released the last one as a hardcover and it was silver instead of orange when in paperback it would have been orange so there's like sometimes it changes depending on whether it's hardcover or softcover and then um sometimes there's just barnes and noble and target have their own special editions because it's big corporations if they're signed editions sometimes they have special editions that are specifically for signed so those are those are pretty cool but okay and the special editions do they ever like change the story at all or is it mainly just the cover designs sometimes they'll add extra content into it in the end they'll have like a uh, an extra epilogue that'll have you know an extra chapter or something right. i think it honestly depends on the author and the publication there's a couple authors um i think her name's pronounced olivy kind of like olivia but with an e um okay. olivy blake she releases her original series or her original book first and then publishes a special edition with updated chapters uh-huh. so kind of getting feedback from everybody and then updates it so there's sometimes where people will just completely change the chapter or they'll just add them into the end mm. 
I kind of want to go back to what you said about how some people kind of are inconsistent with the collections, like they just get random ones and not the whole collection. I actually did once when I was younger buy the entire Percy Jackson series because like I didn't really like to read as a kid. Even now, I don't really like reading as much, but I'll do it. But I remember I got so excited for the movie that and I've never read the book at all. So I just impulsively asked my dad to Do you remember book orders. Yeah. Yeah. So I impulsively asked my dad to get me the set that had the entire series in it. And then I just randomly picked up the Battle of the Labyrinth, read like four pages, and then just put it down. Never touched any of those books again. Yep. And but <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, my brother actually liked the series, so he read all of them, and so it wasn't wasted technically. That's all I'm happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, that was my impulse purchase influenced by the movie being made after the book. Yeah. So yeah, I was pretty inconsistent with that too, and I even did that for a little while with Diary of a Wimpy Kid also, mm -hmm. because this is when I was starting to get, actually go to the. I'm assuming you remember the book fairs also. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was that kid that would go to those and then not buy any books, just buy the toys. Yep. <laughs> but then when I was actually starting to buy books, I remember I just picked a random Diary of a Wimpy Kid book and I chose the last straw. And I didn't realize that there was an order. I thought, I didn't even realize it was actually a book series. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just like some guy said, I'm going to make a fictional character and make a diary for him so you can just look through it and like, you know, read his diary. So that's why I was just reading random pages. I'm like, well, oh, it's a crazy diary. And I was like, you know, it's a book series, right? I was like, what? <laughs> so that's when I got the, I think I got a pack of the whole series for that, actually. So yeah, that, I think I have two copies of The Last Straw now because of that. But yeah, I got the whole series, and then that's when I started reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid regularly. Yeah. What's, what was one of your favorite uh, series to read, actually? Mm, one of my favorite series to read, I really like the From Blood and Ash series, which is more of a recent um, series that kind of got popular on TikTok. Hmm. That one is also my best friend's favorite series, so uh, we bond a lot over it. It's still going, but I think... I have a soft spot in my heart for like Hunger Games and the Maze Runner as um, because I read them when I was so young and they changed like it, it was such a cultural moment for me that I was like, oh, these I, I love reading. How would you feel about the movies for both of those movies or I think, for both of those books? Sorry. I think I was too young to like understand the difference between the books and the movies. My mom would kind of point it out sometimes and she'd be like, oh, they didn't have that in the in the book or the movie. Um but one of the first times I actually realized it was in the first Hunger Games after I read the book, I watched the movie and there was, a, I just remember this conversation I had with a friend in middle school where I was like, okay, well, what was your favorite part about the book? Cause they were saying they, they read the book before they watched the movie mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, when this happens. And I was like, ha, that wasn't in the book. You didn't read the book. So that's kind of when I started comparing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, as I got older, though, I realized books are better than their movies because books just have so much more content in them. And mm. a lot of the times movies don't pick it up and it's unfortunate, but. Okay. What was the series you were talking about before that? The From Blood and Ash series, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's a romance fantasy. I'm a huge romance reader. Um, yeah, I think any woman should be a romance reader. Um, but the From Blood and Ash series uh, basically follows the story of like a princess who's originally a maiden. And it's this whole fantasy series. There's a, a, a prequel to it, like a prequel series and then a regular series. So a prequel is stories that follow the storyline like multiple years before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like a flashback. Yeah, basically. And I think it's really cool how the author kind of pieced the stories together because she's publishing the prequel series um, before like the final few books in the regular series mm -hmm. are 
published so you kind of get to read the regular series and then go read the prequel and be able to connect the dots be like oh that's what that means um i just think fantasy series like that one are really good and they're all hardcover and they're really pretty covers um and they have great maps in them so it's also the aesthetics are just gorgeous so okay are there any books in your collections that have not yet been made into movies that you would actually like to see become a movie i'm mixed on that because uh i love seeing books become movies but at the same time i don't want them to ruin like my favorite book become Mm -hmm. by making it into movie um i would really like to see the song of achilles which was one of my first books that i fell in love with that like became like an emotional attachment to me um that one i think would be really cool as a movie however because it's one of my favorite books i'm scared they're gonna ruin it i feel that yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah well i wouldn't say i have a book collection like you do but among the books that I have read in the past, the only one that I would say is a, quote, real book, like not a comic or anything or di- on the Diary of a Wimpy Kid spectrum type thing is All the Wrong Questions by Lemony Snicket. I don't know if you heard of that one. Mm, you heard of that? So. Yeah. yeah. That one, I actually really enjoyed that series and I've always wanted that to come movie. I believe it came out when I was in like fifth grade. But I remember I that was the only book, like, you know, book, book that got me really excited to read and always have a new issue. I believe there was four issues of it. Um, I don't know if it was in the same verse, I'm going to say, as the series of unfortunate events. I think it was because I think there was. Have you read that series? Yeah. 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 I, I believe there's some organization called Volunteer Fire Department or it's, it's VFD. Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that in series of unfortunate events? I'm not 100% sure because it's been a while, but I it sounds familiar. So Yeah. So that was another organization in the book series, but I highly recommend that I do not have a book collection, but it is a book series that I own. So. <laughs> For anyone listening, I recommend I'd recommend that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So let's move moving on to the other questions. How long have you been collecting books? Mm, collecting has probably just been the past two years. Um, but I've had books on my bookshelf, mm-hmm. you know, since like I said, middle school. Um, I really started collecting books when I found um, because the there's this bookstore called Half Price Books, which has a lot of used books. It's like a thrift store for books. Um. And I was looking for a Jane Austen uh, novel that had a bunch of her famous novels because she was basically a romance writer from way far away. Uh, And I wanted to read some of her stuff. And I was looking and I found this kind of older one that came out in like the 1800s. And it was really pretty and it had all seven books in it. Um, And I bought it because like, oh, this is cool. But Mm then I within like the same week I went to Barnes and Noble and I found a prettier cover of Pride and Prejudice, which is Jane Austen's book that was also in the book with seven, um, seven different books in it. And I ended up getting both of them because I was, I liked the aesthetics of the one and then I liked the combination of the other. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of kicked off me collecting more books, Mm -hmm. uh, because I ended up finding some signed editions of a couple of my favorite books. And then that's when I've been looking out more for signed editions and special edition copies. And those ones sit pretty on my bookshelf. So they're the ones that stick out. And you might, if you look at my bookshelf, you might see two or three different copies of books, but that's because like there's different things to each of them, whether it's a different cover or a signed edition or just because it was prettier. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really started collecting them about two years ago. Okay. That's cool. So, as a collector, do you feel like it's okay to order things online? I would say with books, yes, but it can be dangerous because mm-hmm. of how easily they can be damaged. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yes. I definitely think it's hard to find certain books 
that are special edition or ones that you want to collect in stores because a lot of the times some authors only put them up on sale online as well um i've ordered stuff off of amazon and the book has come to me with like a damaged cover and it's Mm -hmm. so disappointing but that's what i get because i ordered it online so well actually that's the beauty of ordering things from amazon if it comes in damaged you could always return it for free yeah but i was desperate to read the book so i was like i'm just gonna stick with it (laughs) i mean you got like a month to do it so you could always read it and then just send it back Hmm, that's smart yeah because like they never check i ordered a heater once and then it started to get warmer again at nighttime so i just sent it back and said (laughs) said it was quote unquote defective (laughs) so then then i got my money back and i got to stay warm when i did need it so yeah keep in mind everyone uh go ahead and return things to amazon they don't care (laughs) but uh because yeah i know some people will be like you can't just order what you collect online it kills the hunt and i'm like yeah it kills the hunt but i got what i wanted so yeah yeah, like I just they just dropped the high Q Funko Pops today. I, I ordered it online. I'm, I'm getting my pop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna wait in line till it gets sold out at Hot Topic. I'm good. <laughs> like I need that. What is it that you like the most about collecting books? I think the bragging rights mm-hmm. and the aesthetics. I really like being able to say I got this book and you didn't. And I, I don't know how many collectors can agree with me, but that's like one of my favorite things to do is like brag about it Mm -hmm. uh for instance there was a book that i bought before so it was called the atlas six it was just this kind of plain cover Mm -hmm. um and it was the self-published edition the author published by themselves and then they picked up a label and they published it within the label and then all of the books uh that were the original ones like i had everybody was like trying to sell them for hundreds of dollars and then i was like you know what i got bragging rights because i got this originally because i thought it was cool and then now everybody's like can't find it anywhere and Mm -hmm. so uh that's really fun i like being able to um to just tell people that my favorite author signed a book too Mm -hmm. if it's a if it's a book that uh was a signed edition and yeah i just i love the way it looks on my shelf i love being able to brag to people um which it it sounds a little mean, but I think it's cool. That's the, one of the perks. So Okay, so you get that satisfaction of, say, you ordered it when it was cheap, and then you see this price skyrocket on Amazon. Yeah, that's happened to me. I think that's only happened to me once when I um, unintentionally purchased a like, collector's edition of a book. Um, but most of the time, I if I see an extra edition you know, out and about, or if I see there's, there's some um, that are sold online that the authors put out, then I'll grab them, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm on a similar boat with you on that one. I, there is no more satisfying feeling when I buy something on Amazon for $5 and I come back like three weeks later and now it's $25 and I'm like, yeah. I was ahead of the game. You know, It was crazy because this book was selling for like 150 to $300. Like I'd look online and I'd search it up for the original copy and I was like, that is sitting on my bookshelf. I'm yep. so happy. Exactly. You're like, I own that. That's me. Yep. <laughs> it was like in the, I don't, remember, I don't know if you saw an Ant-Man the first one the freaking his um boss was like you know i think it's cool that you're a criminal actually because it's like i get to say this guy works for me that's really how it'd be like because you're like that bookshelf is on my shelf and i only got it for like two dollars yep exactly and people are here fiending for it you know yeah all right i guess that's pretty relatable yeah Yeah. so what's something you dislike about collecting books the cost oh they're expensive it hurts your pockets yeah and um i've I've learned that there's some books that aren't worth collecting and there's some books that are worth collecting. So that's kind of how I kind of gauge what 
mm-hmm. much money I spend. I have a, a Kindle, which is like an ebook basically. Mm-hmm. And I have Kindle Unlimited. So it gives me just a bunch of free books for like $100 a month or whatever. Um, but those ones, I try to pick the ones that I don't think are worth collecting. Kind of just some random romance ones that I feel like reading or some, you know, psychology book or whatever. But if you go to buy um, like a collector's edition or a signed copy of a book, they can be expensive. And the more you buy them, the more like the more you realize how expensive they are. But then it just makes your bookshelf look cool. You know, I ended mm-hmm. up buying two signed editions of a book in one like shopping spree. And it was it was way more than I expected it to be. But, you know, what do you what do you expect? It's signed editions. Yep. So do you often get your books signed by them or do you buy them signed more often? Um, these ones I've bought them signed. I The thing is, is some of the authors that I like are too famous to be coming to any area near me, any mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble near me. Um, so a lot of the times they'll get signed editions, like stores will get signed editions shipped to them and then I'll just buy the signed edition there. Um, some authors will um, put signed editions up on their website it's kind of the same as buying them at the store though but one day i would really really love to be able to travel to a book signing of like my favorite author or an author i really enjoy and then mm-hmm. like go and talk to them because sometimes people will go and talk to them and say here's my book i really loved it like please sign it stuff like that and that would be that book would probably be higher on my bookshelf and be like the one that sticks out the most because that would be cool but It'd be like framed or something yeah it could yeah. it could be in who's, like a little box yeah. who's your favorite author okay so i have um a couple favorite books i like books more than authors i feel like um so my two favorite books are the art of racing the art of racing in the rain i don't remember the author and i normally do and for some reason it's just like gone out of my mind now yep Um, but that one i would love to get signed because it was one of the first books that just like broke my heart and i love that with books Mm -hmm. uh and then i really like the song of achilles uh that one is by madeline madeline miller uh and she's just a phenomenal a phenomenal author and that one i would really love to get signed and i did not go and get it signed personally but i found a signed edition and that was like the highlight of my year was finding a signed edition of one of my first ever like favorite books so i did get that one signed but i would have loved to like go and take my original copy be like here sign this i really loved it type situation but okay yeah i feel you on that that probably that definitely sounds like it'd be a cool experience if you know the person yeah yeah uh okay so do you know how many books you have in your collection in total or do you have like a rough estimate maybe mm, i think so i know i have two signed edition books mm-hmm. i have Ooh, that's difficult because with collecting books there's so many different like you know like i said fun covers special editions signed books it's it's such a variety of things mm-hmm. i would say i have more than 10 different special editions or like collector's editions i don't want to say it's more than 25 though so it's somewhere between 25 and 10 um and my bookshelf has probably close to 100 books on it cuz it's just I'm trying to fit all of my books into one shelf. And so some of them have to be like piled to the side, but I want to say no more than 25 special edition books and no less than 10. So wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So like 35, no more than 25, no less than 10, no more than 25, no less than 10. So, okay. Okay. So like 20 ish books in your collection. 
that are that are like the ones that i've specifically collected yeah okay. otherwise books in total it's like hundreds oh okay yeah. wow okay Okay. Oh, okay. So you're separating like the regular, like the commons from the. Yeah. Because okay. sometimes there'll just be books that I just grab because, you know, gotcha, uh, gotcha. I just want to read it. But Okay. So you talk to us about which ones have different values and why. How do you kind of like, how do they all have different personal values to you? Like which ones are your favorite more, not necessarily just your favorite, but like what makes you think like, oh, this one is on a higher pedestal than this one. I think it just depends on the book. Because for me, I'm very picky with some of my books, but sometimes I'm like half and half. I can be very picky with a book or I can be very lenient and be like, yeah, that was good, but it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, depending on the book, if I liked it, if I hated it, if I thought it was like, eh, I'll think differently of the special editions. So for example, if there was a book that I read that was like, eh, it was okay, but it was signed, I probably wouldn't pick up the signed one just because I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have enjoyed another one. Mm -hmm. But if it had a special edition and, you know, I thought it was worthy enough of collecting a special edition, then I would collect it. It also depends on the popularity on the internet too, because I rely heavily on like social media um, telling me like which books are... um, worth collecting and which ones aren't and i use tiktok a lot and not that i follow like book talk which is where a bunch of people share their their favorite books and which ones they should read next not that i follow that but i will search up the name of a book in tiktok and see what people say about it mm-hmm. and then i'll read it and if i absolutely love it then i'll try to find extra editions um for example the book that i just read was if we were villains it has like three different covers because of location so there's a uk cover there's like an asian cover i think or there might be a canadian cover but there's different color covers for each one Mm -hmm. because i really loved that book and i thought it was worthy of collecting i'd try to collect as many of the covers as i could okay that sounds cool so which one i don't know if you mentioned this already which one would you say is your favorite among the collectible books my favorite among the collectibles of the ones that i have uh have to be i think it has to be my signed edition of the song of achilles because there was a period of time where i wasn't reading books and i you know kind of forgot about them and then suddenly a few years ago i picked up the song of achilles i read it i fell in love i cried like my heart was broken Mm -hmm. which i love with books that book kind of resonated with me so much that the signed edition has just a special place in my heart. And so I have two different versions of the book. There's an alternative cover as well that I want to get, which I'm hoping to get sometime soon. It's just hard to find. Um, but yeah, I think that signed edition is my favorite. Okay, cool. Good. I feel like it's appropriate to ask on this episode. So are you a comic fan at all? I can be. Can I, be. I'm not opposed to anything. Okay. So um, have you seen any of like kind of the sh- TV show adaptations to some lesser known comics on like Hulu or HBO or Netflix or anything like that? Uh, I know wasn't Umbrella Academy yes. a comic book that it got, was. yeah. 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 Because I was going to say, I've always noticed a pattern. I, I feel like this is the appropriate episode to bring this mm-hmm. up. I always noticed a pattern. If you take those lesser known comics and then give it a TV show adaptation on Netflix or Amazon or something, they don't miss. Except for Jupiter's Legacy. That one missed. But the rest of them, <laughs> They don't miss. The boys didn't miss. Umbrella Academy didn't miss. I don't think Raising Dion missed. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I've heard good things about it. Uh, but yeah, and then there's also uh, what's it called? Super Crooks, I think. Mm. That one's actually in the same verse as Jupiter's Legacy, but it was an anime that they made it of. But that one didn't miss. I was told. So yeah, I'm not gonna take it as an absolute. You know, I'll watch it myself, see if it's good. But 
Yeah, I'm just saying that's a good formula that I think people should keep in mind. So I, I, I wanted to get your input on that really quick. That's why I wanted to check if you were a fan of any comics at all. I do want to say I think more the more popular the book, mm-hmm. the more popular like the movie, but the worse the directors do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like with Twilight. I, I never read the Twilight series. I was very little when they were first into popularity, but I collected a special edition of it and I have it sitting on my shelf. Kind of like just I got it. I'm probably not going to read it, but I just want mm-hmm. it. And now it's just randomly sitting on my shelf. But uh, the movies, horrible. Really? The yes. Twilight movies? The Twilight movies, they're cringy. They're horrible, but I absolutely love them, which is hilarious. Oh, and okay. I, so it's like the Riverdale effect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but like Riverdale I, sucks. <laughs> yeah. I think Riverdale is terrible, but yeah. I'll still watch it because I just want to see it through. But I know it's terrible. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like the Twilight resonated with me so much as a kid. I just, it like reminds me of my childhood. And so that's why I love the movies. But I had an older sister who read the the Twilight series and she was like, this is nothing. They missed so many, you know, important points. And so I feel like it was a popular book series and got turned into an even more popular movie series, just like The Hunger Games and The Maze Runner. The Maze Runner wasn't as popular and I don't think the movies were as popular as like Hunger Games and Twilight. Same with Divergent. Mm-hmm. But um, just authors, the directors leave out so much in all of the movies and TV shows and it, it bums me out. But mm-hmm. You know, speaking of which, Riverdale is based off of a comic book. Now, I can, oh, yeah. That almost went over my head. See, see, Archie's Comics. Yep, Archie yep. Comics. I was going to say, well, on top of uh, comic books becoming movies, the Invincible movie is going to be a thing I was told, and I believe Seth Rogen's going to be a director. I personally feel like the best director to do the job for that movie would most likely be James Gunn. Because I, like I feel like with the atmosphere Invincible has to where it's like funny, but also like no one has plot armor, I feel like James Gunn would nail that honestly, to where he could have it be enjoyable, but, you know, people still die on occasion. So, like, kind of, <laughs> like, like Suicide Squad-esque vibes. And James going to be good at directing the boys, too. I mean, their current directors are doing a great job, so don't, you know, if, if any wrong, don't fix it. But I'm just saying he would do good with that, though. Yeah. But looks like that's all the time we have for today. Is there anything you'd like to add on about your collection, Julie? Um, I just want to tell people, if you see a cool book, even though you think you're not going to read it, just collect it. You never know how much it's going to be worth in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can create a book collection from anything. You can create a book collection from one small series to the next. You can create a book collection out of just random books that you find on the side of the street. Um, just start a collection. It's pretty easy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this new episode of Collector's Cave. Uh, make sure to check out Julie's column also diary of a bookworm did i get that right diary of a bookworm yeah yep diary of a bookworm uh we will see you all next time thank you for listening goodbye thank you